Let me read a little bit. It's Pentecost Sunday. So I'm going to preach Pentecost today. In case you don't know it, you're in a Pentecostal church. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to do some explaining to you today. But I'm going to preach some very basic truths. I was thinking all week long, what, 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 do, you, what do you do? They, matter of fact, our lesson on Wednesday night, in case you wasn't here, was on some of the things I'm going to talk about today. Our lesson, because I didn't finish this past Wednesday night, will just be on some of the things I... So three services in a row, I'm about to talk about the Holy Ghost. Gerald B., I love you. I'm glad to see you. Amen. But we're, we're, going, to, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened at Pentecost today. And I want you to grab this. Now, next Sunday, next Sunday, Brother Jeff Ferris will be ministering here. We always have a great time when Brother Ferris is here. Bring somebody with you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's one of the best I know of at praying people through to the Holy Ghost. And whatever we don't pray through here today, or if we pray everybody through here today, and everybody gets the Holy Ghost today, we'll go out and get some new ones and bring them in next Sunday. Okay? Jonathan, I know you as goose. I'm glad to see you today. I love you, buddy. Thank you. You slip in and you sit in different places on me, but I'm so glad to see you today. It's my old ball playing, buddy, back when we were both younger. Amen. He spoke at Brother Dennis Evans' funeral. What a friend he is. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Anybody ever heard of that? When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. That's just how quick it could happen here this morning. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all, everybody say all. They were all filled. I wish that would happen here today. I just wish that would happen here on this Sunday morning. That all that are in this house would be filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You may be seated. My subject today is what is Pentecost? What is Pentecost? Who's going to help me preach today? Now, we can do this one or two ways. You can help me and I can get through on time, or you can not help me and we'll be here at 1 o'clock. So you take your choice today. Amen? But I hope you'll help me preach a little bit today. If it excites you, well, then you ought to at least, somebody said, well, we're just quiet. We're eating. We'll rattle a fork. Do something. Amen. Let me know you're still around the table. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not just a religion. It's not just another holiday. As a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, it was feast days or feast weeks. But Pentecost, I preached this years ago, is not a denomination. It is an experience from God for everybody. Amen? It's not, just a, it's not a denomination because to be a denomination, you have to nominate down from something. And I want to tell you today, we can rattle the chain of truth all the way back to the book of Acts. What this church believes is the book of Acts. Amen? We believe the church started there. In the Old Testament, there was a, uh, there was a feast of Pentecost. It was called the Feast of Harvest, or at times called the Feast of, of the Weeks. It was 50 days after the beginning of the planting season. And today when we gather here, it is 50 days from the day that we celebrated Easter of this year and celebrated the resurrection of the Lord. So 50 in the Greek language 
means, or Pentecost comes from the word 50, or Pentecost has been flagged as the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost 50 days after Jesus was resurrected. Now, I've preached about the resurrection of Christ many times, and we believe that. But it was 50 days, 40 days until he was ascended, but 50 days until the day of Pentecost. It was, it was the beginning of the church. It was the birthday of the New Testament church, Acts chapter 2. It was where all the promises of God had come and were fulfilled on that special day. Only after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost was the group of believers referred to as the church. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And upon, or this church is, is going to prevail. Let me put it in our terminology. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. I'm going to build a church that is going to last through time and eternity. You can't argue, you can't argue with what has happened from Acts chapter 2 until now. And I realize that history may have left some things out, but here's what I believe. From the time of the birthday of the church until today, there has always been a people that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the presence of God that was his church. There's a lot of folks that will tell you, well, the Holy Ghost of Acts chapter 2 is not for us today. You can't argue with a logical argument against somebody with an experience. So I want to show you this morning how I know that the Holy Ghost is still being poured out in 2022. How many people in this building have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost in your lifetime? Just look around you because the Holy Ghost is still real. It's kind of like the old boy in John chapter 9. The Bible said, then again, call they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But here's one thing I do know, that I was blind and I now see. You can argue all you want to, but I can tell you I've been on the other side and now I'm on this side and there's a real experience in Pentecost. Somebody shout amen. The receiving of the Holy Ghost starts the experience of your life with God. It is not the end results. It is the beginning of a walk with God that you will treasure forever. Psalms chapter 34, it was David that said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Could I tell you the only way you're going to know if this is really real is if you ask God for it and you prepare your heart for it and you experience it. Here's what I want to tell you. There is not a reason that I can think of that anybody in this room today would not want to receive a baptism that will change your life for the better and give you the comfort and peace that only God can give. The Holy Ghost. Somebody say Holy Ghost. I want to preach a little bit today. Now listen to me. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is promised to everybody. I want to explain a few things to you today. When, when Peter, when the Holy Ghost fell in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost came on everybody in that room. I read it to you. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They had been tarrying there for 10 days, waiting for the promise. It was Jesus that said in, in Acts chapter 1, go to Jerusalem and tarry for the promise of the Father. 
wait because it's coming. They were waiting and tarrying in an upper room, waiting for God to send the power of the Holy Ghost upon them. And, and, and so what happened in that upper room was, was an expected and believable thing because suddenly there came a sound of wind rushing through that room. And the Bible said that they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to tell you on this Sunday morning, that was not a fluke, that was not an accident, that was not for just 12 apostles because there were about 120 in the upper room alone. But when that happened, there came a, a baptism of power and a baptism of fire that sat upon those people. And let me tell you what happened. They began to act like drunk people. So I'm going to take my time today because some of you in this room have never heard this. Let me go back. Here's what John the Baptist said. And we know that John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. Here's what John said in 3.11, Matthew 3.11. I indeed baptize you with water into repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He, talking about Jesus, shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. What? Somebody say fire. I just wish some of y'all would catch the fire. Amen. Trent, I saw you a while ago. I want to tell you I love it, little buddy. You keep jumping in that aisle. You keep praising God because somebody here is going to catch the fire. Amen. Again, Mark 1 and 8. John said, I indeed have baptized you with water. But he, who Jesus, shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Luke 3.16, John said, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of his shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I believe the Holy Ghost comes with fire. I said I believe the Holy Ghost comes with fire. So here's what I want to ask you. If a ball team, now talk about me if you want to. The last two nights, two evenings, I didn't get to catch it all, but I called LSU playing a little baseball. The boys had me nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I mean, they're behind 11 to 4 in the eighth inning. But you know what happened? They caught on fire. They scored 10 runs in the eighth inning. They won 14 to 11. But you don't do that without catching on fire. I watched them turn their hats backwards. I watched them take a boom box out. You watched them. You know I'm telling the truth. And they were fired up. Here's what I'm telling you. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get fire. You can't be quiet. You can't be still. You can't be nonchalant about what God has done in your life. And if you are nonchalant, brothers and sisters, you need to go back and be baptized with fire. Fire is what makes us dance in the Spirit. Fire is what makes us leap for joy. Fire is what gets us a shout and to glorify God. God said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Woo! And then they did it again last night. My Lord have mercy. Four runs down, bottom of the ninth. About to be all over with. Here comes the fire. Let me tell you something. If I could get some people on fire, the, the Monroe's area would hear about it. The West Monroe area, the Washtenaw Parish area would hear about it. If I could just get some folks on fire, if I could get some folks so full of the Holy Ghost that they can't shut your mouth, they can't stop your praise, they can't keep you from loving God, that's what the Holy Ghost and fire will do in your life. Oh, I'm not... I'm not going to dwell there long. Some of you are nervous. You're afraid of the fire. But I tell you what the fire is. It's a purification. 
<laughs> It'll clean you up. That's why the Bible said every man's works are going to be tried by fire. So Jesus came along in Acts 1 and 5, and he said, For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. That's what Jesus said. John's already said, I, I, I'm just here to baptize you in water. There's one coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost fire. And Jesus came along in, 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 in Acts 1 and 5 just before he left this earth. And he said, he baptized you with water, but you're about to be baptized with the Holy Ghost in just a few days. That's what he said. It's fixed to happen to you. And he said this, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you're going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. This is what the Holy Ghost is going to do. It's going to make you talk about it. It's going to make you tell people about it. It's going, oh yeah. Brother, you can't be quiet when you get the Holy Ghost. You can't, you can't keep this inside when you get the Holy Ghost. You won't sit like a... Check this tongue today, Lord. You, you, you get excited when God gets a hold of you. How many of you, I preached last Sunday, remember when God saved you from alcohol and drugs and illicit sex and, and lifestyles that were not, not good and, and, and some of you were thieves and some of you were liars and, 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 and some of us, should I say, we, we had all kind of junk down in our heart, but God picked us up and turned Let me tell you, when I repented and God filled me with the Holy Ghost, something happened to this old boy. Something turned in me, hallelujah. I want to tell you it'll do the same thing for you. Nothing fancy today if you came to hear it fancy. Somebody said, well, give us something we hadn't heard before. I will as soon as we do what I've been preaching. If you don't love me today, don't tell me because I think you do. Listen. Hear me real close. The Holy Ghost is not a third person in the Godhead. I could preach there for a while. Matter of fact, let me give you a synopsis very quickly so you'll understand. God is a spirit. You don't believe that? Just go read John 4.24. It says God is a spirit. Bottom line, God is a spirit. Nobody's ever seen God. Go read John 1.18. Nobody's ever seen God. God's in this place right now. You don't see him, but I feel him, and I know he's here. God is not a person. God has never been a person. God is a spirit. In the beginning was God. And God, the Bible said, the spirit moved upon the face of the deep. He created the heavens and the earth. But he done it as a spirit. I want you to get this. So I'm going to slow down here for a minute because some of you hadn't got this. For 4,000 years, man never, never met God. They heard his voice. They saw him operate as a donkey that spoke to Balaam. They saw a cloud by day and a fire by night. It was called theophanies of God because God is a spirit. But he revealed himself in certain ways at certain times. But 4,000 years into time, God overshadowed Mary. The spirit overshadowed Mary. And she got pregnant. And she had a baby. And he had no earthly father because his father was spirit. That's why we talked about the virgin birth of Christ. She never knew a man. She was there with child because God, the spirit, moved upon her. And she became with child. That baby was born. That baby was the only fleshly manifestation of God that man ever seen. He was God incarnate, Jesus Christ. His, 
It's Pentecost Sunday. What do you expect? Jesus Christ was God because his daddy was God. He was flesh because his mama was flesh. He was 100% God because nobody could walk on water like him. Nobody could take loaves and fishes and feed thousands of people like him. Nobody could raise up the lame like him. Nobody could heal the leper like him. Nobody could speak and the sea obey his voice like him. He was God. Everybody say he was God. But yet he hungered and he thirsted and he slept. And the Bible said the foxes have holes and, and, and the birds have nests. But the Son of Man don't even have a place to lay his head. He was a man, but yet he was God. He was 100% God and 100% man. He wasn't another God. He was God. Second Timothy said he was God manifest in the flesh. Everybody with me? Come on, stay with me because you got you to get this before you get the next part. He lived for 33 and a half years upon this earth. When he got ready to leave, he said this. He said, I'm going to go away. But he said, I'm going to send the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. John 14, 26, go read it. He said, I'm going to send him in my name and, and not another person, not another God. He said, I'm going to send you my spirit. I'm going to send it in my name and, 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 and the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. Listen, this is what happened in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Ghost couldn't come till Jesus had ascended because a ghost is a spirit of a departed person. Now, are you saying the Holy Ghost was not the same God of the beginning? No, I'm saying they are the same. I'm saying God was Father in creation. He was Son in redemption. He is Holy Ghost in regeneration. He is three different manifestations of God, but he's only one. His name is Jesus, and he has come to save his people from their sin. You've heard me say this before. I wish I, wish I just had a lot of time today, but you can take water, it's H2O. You can freeze it, and it becomes ice, but guess what, honey? It's still H2O. You could boil it and the steam can go up in the air. But guess what? It's still H2O. You can, you can take it just like it is and it's H2O. Well, let me tell you, that's what can happen with God. There's only one God, but there's manifestations of God. We know him as the father in creation. We know him as the son in redemption. And we know him as the Holy Ghost in regeneration. And so what I'm preaching to you today is, yes, the creator of the world lives in me. Yes, the power of God that's in me is he who said, let there be light, and there was light. I wish somebody to hear me today because what I'm preaching about is getting to Pentecost. This is how we got to where we are because when he said he's left, he said, I am with you now. He said, I'm gonna read a little bit. Let me read John 14, 16 through 20. Here's what it says. Mark this in your Bible. I will pray the Father, the Spirit. He will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That's why Paul said it's Jesus Christ in you or Christ in you, the hope of glory. You with me today? He said... In verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know, watch this, that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. What's happening? Jesus is saying, I'm, picked, I'm about to leave, but I'm coming back. 
I'm not coming in a bodily form. I'm coming through the power of my spirit. I'm coming to live in you. Now I'm with you, but I'm about to be in you. Do you know before the day of Pentecost, this is interesting. I want you to hear me today. Before the day of Pentecost, three people received the Holy Ghost only, three. The Spirit of God was with people in the Old Testament. The Spirit of God moved on Isaiah. It moved on Moses. It moved on Abraham. The Spirit of God moved. The Spirit of God created everything. Amen? But, but God did not live in any man. Watch me. Watch me. Luke chapter, well, let me just say this to you. John the Baptist had the Holy Ghost before he was born because he was the forerunner of Christ. Zacharias, his father, and Elizabeth, his mother. Let me read you scripture so you won't doubt me. Luke chapter 1. Verse 15, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, talking about John the Baptist, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. He got the Holy Ghost before he was born. Amen? And it came to pass, Luke 1, 41, when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm teaching some of you old-timer stuff you didn't know. Listen to this. Luke 167. Or you may have known it. You probably forgot it. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. That's in Luke 167. So according to what I'm reading, there were only three people that were highly anointed of God. And, and the Holy Ghost indwelt them before the Holy Ghost came to everybody else. How do I know this? John 7, 37, the Bible said in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this, notice verse 39, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Don't argue with me. I've studied this for 50 years. I know what I'm talking about today. Nobody got the Holy Ghost before Pentecost except those three people. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost because of a special anointing of God that came upon them. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ that comes inside of us. That's why Jesus said, you just go tarry and you wait. I'm about to leave. You're going to see the bottom of my feet. But when I come back, I'm coming with the power of my spirit. And I'm going to rest on you. And the Bible, let me tell you, religion will never satisfy the longing of your heart. But the Holy Ghost can. Religion will always let you down. But not the Holy Ghost. Religion is only a man-made structure based on biblical principles. But the human element still reigns in religion therefore it has flaws but God has no flaws when he comes in he's not worried about what church you, you come from he's not worried about, about what your pedigree is he's not worried about how much money you have in the bank or how poor you are or what color you are God don't care about all that what he cares about is he wants everybody full of his spirit and he's willing to lay his spirit upon everyone of us that we be filled with his Holy Spirit. Mm. So when the Holy Ghost came, it was a fulfillment of the prophecies of all the prophets of old, Isaiah prophesied about it, Joel prophesied about it. As a matter of fact, in, in chapter 2 of, of, uh, uh, of Acts, when Peter stood up, when those people, they began to speak in tongues and the Holy Ghost fell and they got to acting like drunk folks, don't make fun of us. We're just acting like they did in the book of Acts. Besides that, how can any of the world make fun of us when they act crazy over stupid stuff? At least we're rejoicing over Jesus. Amen. I mean, I mean, they, they just get wild over crazy stuff. Stuff that don't matter, Gabe. I mean, just just junk. Oh, I got time. Just hang with me. 
don't, don't, don't look at us like we're crazy. The Bible said, they looked at them and said, these are drunk on new wine. You go study that, new wine got people the drunkest because it was more powerful. Go study it. And Peter stood up with the 11. He said, nah, these are not drunk like you think they are. He didn't say they wasn't drunk. He said, they're, they're not drunk like you think they are. It's only the third hour of the day. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. 9 o'clock in the morning. And he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Listen, and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. He said, this is what was prophesied in the Old Testament. This is what Jesus promised you in the New Testament. This is what John the Baptist said was coming to you. And I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with these people. They're just receiving an experience that we promised, we've been promised, and furthermore, he said, I want to tell you that you're talking. About, let me preach to you about Christ and him crucified. Brother Hodge already made mention of it. And, and they talked to, or Peter talked to them about Jesus and him crucified. And when he got through in Acts chapter 2, in verse 37, shoot it up on the screen. I want everybody to see because the Bible said when they heard this, what? When they heard Christ and him crucified, when they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, they were pricked in their hearts. Everybody say it with me. They were convicted. Here's what they said. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? We want what you've got. We want what's happening here in the upper room. For they had rice. You remember it well, don't you? Standing in the upper room two or three years ago. Murdoch, you'll remember it. Darsh, you'll remember it. Others that went with us, you'll remember it. Man, cold chills were running down me when I was standing in the upper room where the Holy Ghost fell for the very first time. A powerful, powerful place. So Peter just says, when they said, what, what do we do? Here's what he said, verse 38. Here's the key to Pentecost. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. He did not stop there. He said, and you shall, or for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. Sister Mary Jordan fired me up yesterday, Burdock. She said something I'm going to use here this morning. Don't you go tell her. You can tell her. I don't care. I've heard it in the past, but it, it just reminded me. She was talking about the Holy Ghost and people receiving the Holy Ghost. People always worried about tongues. How, how do I speak in tongues? Here's what she said yesterday, and I thought, wow, that's good stuff. She said, when you go buy a pair of shoes, you don't have to ask for the tongue. The tongue just come with them. That's about as good as it gets right there, folks. You don't say, hey, I want a pair of tongues with these shoes, too, if they're tie-ons. You know what I'm saying? Now, these old slip-ons don't have tongues. But if you go buy a pair of tennis shoes, you don't say, hey, could you slip a pair of tongues in there with my shoes? You don't have to ask God for tongues. When the Holy Ghost comes, the tongue's coming with it. You're going to speak in another language as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. And you don't need to be afraid of it because millions and millions of people have received this experience and it's very real and you can have it on this Sunday morning. Is that some good stuff or what? That came all the way from California. I didn't know they had anything good in California. But evidently they do. Because she was right on target. But here's what happened. The Holy Ghost fell. 3,000 people got the Holy Ghost at Pentecost. 5,000 people got it just a couple of chapters later. And historians say 87,000 people got the Holy Ghost before the first persecution. How'd they get it? Well, let me just show you how they got it. In Acts chapter 10 and Acts chapter 2, the Jews received the Holy Ghost. But in Acts chapter 10, the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost. And you know how they got it? 
The Bible, let's just go there. Acts 10, 48. Go there. I, I won't even pull it up in my Bible. You just put it up there. Acts 10, 48. He commanded them to be baptized. And let's go back a couple. Let's go to 46. Let's go to 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. Can any man forbid water? You know what? They got the Holy Ghost. They got baptized in Jesus' name. Here's the power of Pentecost. And if you don't know this, and you're, you're a visitor here today, I want, I want to help you just a little bit. Don't bypass this experience. Don't anybody, don't let anybody ever tell you that shaking a preacher's hand is all it is to it. Don't let anybody ever tell you that signing up on the church roll is all there is to it. Honey, when you repent of your sins, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speak with tongues as God gives the utterance. Hallelujah. It's very real. It's very powerful. And it is truly the comforter that he promised to send. So in Acts chapter 10, the Gentiles got it. In Acts chapter 8, the Bible said the Samaritans received the Holy Ghost. It does not specifically say that they spoke in tongues, but here's what it does say. When Simon saw, there was an outward evidence of some kind because Simon saw it and Simon tried to buy it. Hello. But in Acts chapter 19, Paul passing through the upper coast of Ephesus said to those believers of John, he said, have y'all received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we don't even know anything about any Holy Ghost. What, what's the Holy Ghost? He's like some of you sit here today. You, you've never had this. You don't know what I'm talking about. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Well, we've not so much heard that there be any Holy Ghost. And they said unto John, Paul said unto them, what, unto what were you baptized? They said unto John's baptism. And he baptized, saying, I baptize you into repentance. Well, guess what he did? He he baptized them in the name of Jesus and the Bible said he laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues. Here's what I want to tell you today. I believe that the Holy Ghost experience of speaking in tongues and receiving the presence of God. I could go into a Bible lesson today on why God chose tongues. I will on Wednesday night if you'll come back here I'm going to talk about it. But here's why God chose tongues in a nutshell. Here's why because your tongue is the most unruly member of your body. Your tongue is the most unruly member of your body. Everybody here ought to say amen. That tongue is a little fireball that can get you in trouble quicker than anything we've got. Hello? Have you ever let something slip out and you felt like going, oh! Man, I didn't mean to say that. But here's why God chose tongues. Because he said it's the most unruly part of your body. And, 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 and if he can conquer your tongue, he's got your hands and your feet and your heart and your mind and your body. That's why God chose tongues. And so when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, he lets you speak in a language that he gives you. It's not anything like my language or your language or anybody. It's God's language. Hallelujah. And when you, it don't matter if it's one word, ten words, a thousand words. I'm just going to tell you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Isaiah said where it was stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people for this is the rest wherewith you shall cause the weary to rest. And what Jesus said in the New Testament, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. What rest? Stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. You know, look, this, this back in the, I will date myself here. I started preaching back in the 70s. Back in the 70s, there was this, this great phenomenon that began to happen. And, and churches everywhere. I'm talking about, and, and, and I'm not downgrading anybody, but I'm talking about Catholic and Baptist and Church of Christ and Church of God and people that had never spoken in tongues were all of a sudden speaking in tongues. They called it glossolalia. Remember that, Brother Eric? Glossolalia. And they would have separate services. Some of them still do. For those that want to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, let me just tell you, we're not having a separate service here. We're not sending you a back room and instructing you how to talk in tongues. Here's what I'm going to offer you today. If you'll do what Peter said, repent of your sins. And you'll let me take you down in water in baptism. In the name of Jesus Christ, God will baptize you with his Holy Spirit. Come here, Taylor. Come here. Taylor got the Holy Ghost just how long ago? 
It ain't been very long. Is it real? It's very real. She'd never spoken in tongues since she came here. This is just recently, just over the last few months, that God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Well, I got the Holy Ghost when I was seven years old. Seven years old. Braxton, you can have it. Every kid in this building. I was praying this morning. I said, God, let me make everybody know that every kid can have this experience. Every young person can have this experience. Every adult, it doesn't matter how old you are. We baptized a man just a few weeks ago. Brother Zell Lewis came up, and he was 90-something 90, 90 years old. He went down in the waters of baptism. Everybody can have the Holy Ghost. For the promise, Paul Peter said, is unto you, and it's to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call everybody can have the Holy Ghost. And guess what? Everybody needs the Holy Ghost. Here's my question to you today. Why would you not want something that will make your life better, that will put Jesus right here every day of your life? Why would you not seek God for an experience? You can let the world make fun of you. They're going to make fun of you anyway. Who cares? Who cares? They make fun of me. Who cares? Here's what I know. He's my comfort. He's my peace. He's my Savior. He gives me hope. He gives me life. And when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He leads me and He guides me to all truth. That's all in the Bible. He brings me understanding. Help me, Toby. He brings me understanding. He brings me to the place where I need to be only through the Holy Ghost. What is Pentecost? It's not a denomination. It's not a religion. It's an experience that we need to have because that is pleasing to God. Why would he say the promises unto you and to your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call, if he wasn't going to give people the Holy Ghost? It's not hard to receive the Holy Ghost. It's just a matter of yielding yourself to the Lord. Just saying, here I am, Lord. Just, I got to thinking about the Scripture, and I, I can't quote it verbatim right now, but here's basically what it says. If you ask your father for a, help me, for a good gift, if you ask him, he, he said if you, if you ask him, he's going to give it to you. If he loves you, he's going to give it to you. And he talks about earthly fathers. You ask for this, he gives you this. He's not, he not, he not going to give you something that's bad for you. But here's what he said. How much more shall your heavenly father give those that ask for the Holy Ghost? He's going to give it to them. If you want the Holy Ghost, you just ask the Lord for the Holy Ghost. You just ask God for the Holy Ghost. Look, I, I wish my mom was here today. She's not feeling well. I know you're watching, Mom. I'm going to preach about you a little bit. But I know her testimony when she was a little girl. She said, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. And I want something that I can't ever doubt. I think she might have told this on Mother's Day a little bit. But, but she was praying by herself in her house. I know where her house was. I've been to that old home place. Spent many a day there as a kid. But she said the Holy Ghost came on her. And she got to speaking in another language. And she couldn't quit because God gave her something she could never doubt. She ran down the road to where her parents were, and she couldn't quit. For hours, she couldn't quit speaking in another language. Look, you, you're looking at a guy that I remember the days when they've hauled him out of this building speaking in tongues, and they couldn't quit. And they put him to bed at night speaking in tongues, and they couldn't quit. You're looking at a preacher that's seen it many, many, many times. I still believe that's real. I said, I still believe that's real. I still believe the Holy Ghost falls on people. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. I feel like somebody could lift your hands right now and go to speaking in a heavenly language as the Spirit gives the utterance. Hallelujah! Woo, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. So here's what we're going to do. This is for not 
This is not for people that don't want it. This is for people that want it. Because if you don't want it, I can't talk you into it. Everybody stand up with me. If I can't, I, I, I don't, if I got to talk you into it, you, you don't really want it. Right? Y'all ready to play this game? Let me show you how simple this is, okay? up here and I says I say to you who wants this gift who wants this gift and I hold the gift up get out of here David you got a nice time David's always after my money but I'm going to help him today if you want this gift what do you? and I say all you have to do is ask for it So, 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 here, here's, here's a little, it ain't, it ain't no hundred today. It ain't even a 20 today. Gas is too high. You're getting five bucks today. Who wants this gift? You do? How you gonna get it? Huh? You gonna ask me for it? David, you gonna take this gift from her? Here's what I'm going to do. You ask for it, and, I, and, and in Jesus' name, I give it to you, but I'm going to give it to ever. All you got to do is ask. It's a gift. People that come to the Lord, you don't have to say, God, please, oh, God, please. No, no. He wants you to have it. He wants you to receive the Holy Ghost. He wants you to be filled with the Spirit of God. And when you ask him, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost, get ready. Because if you truly believe that, now the first step, let me back up. The first step is you gotta believe. Everybody say you gotta believe. You gotta have faith. The second step is you gotta repent. God's not gonna fill you with the Holy Ghost when you got all that junk in your heart. You gotta empty all that junk out so he can come in. Because I read in the scripture where God will not dwell in an unclean temple. I know I'm over time today. I don't care. It's Pentecost Sunday. Somebody's about to get the Holy Ghost here today. It's just that simple. Somebody. Now, if you don't want it, God's not going to throw himself on you. And God's not going to say, he's not going to grab you by the nap of the neck and say, come on, son, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. That's not what's going to happen. But if you want the Holy Ghost and you want to receive the Holy Ghost, if you'll step up here right now, God's about to fill some people with the Holy Ghost. And if you want in that number, come on right now and I'll lay hands on you and these preachers will lay hands on you and we'll believe God with you. And if you ask for it, God will give it to you. Anybody believe that today? Here's a simple altar call. Nobody's crying. Nobody's begging. I hadn't hang you over the, the pits of hell. You don't smell the smoke and feel the fire today. It's just that I want a life-changing experience in the Spirit. I want, to, I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. There might not be one person come today, but if there's anybody that wants the Holy Ghost in this room today, if you'll step down here right now, I'll pray for you, and God will fill you. I believe that. Real quick, real quick, Penny, God will fill you. Anybody else? You want the Holy Ghost today. You want the Holy Ghost today. Here's what let's do. Bow your head. Nobody looking around. This is what we do here. Nobody looking around. Who in this room would be honest enough to say, Pastor, I've never received the Holy Ghost, but I would like to have the Holy Ghost. I'd like to have it. Bless you. I see hands. I've never received that experience, but I'd like to have it bless you. I see you. I see you. Anybody else? I would like to have that, but I'm just, I'm a little shy. Bless you. I see you, sir. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Amen. There's several all over this room. You've never received it, but here's what I'm praying for you. I'm praying God gives you, right where you stand, a special touch of the Holy Ghost. At some point, 
you need to step out and say, I don't care what anybody says or thinks. I want the Spirit of God in my life. I want the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Anybody else? Here's a lady that needs it right here today. Anybody else? Want the Holy Ghost? Come on. Wait, no. We're not in no hurry here. No use to get in any hurry. Let me tell you something else. You can stand and get the Holy Ghost. You can sit and get the Holy Ghost. You can kneel and get the Holy Ghost. And you don't have to be down here to get the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost right where you are. Amen? If you're hungry for God and you got your little shy spirit on you this morning, it's okay. I want to make you comfortable. Just, just repent right where you are. Everybody in this building, close your eyes with me right now. And here's what's going to happen. Let's say, Lord, say it with me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins today. I'm asking you, Lord, to remove all my past with your blood. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the sinner I've been. Come on, say it. I'm helping you repent today. Say it from your heart. I'm sorry for what I've been. I want to turn my life around today. I want to give my heart to you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, if you pray the prayer of repentance and you may want to stand right there where you are and just say, Lord, and name some things in your life that I don't know about and nobody else knows about but you know about. And just say, God, forgive me today of my sins. I want to tell you what God's about to do. If you'll put your hands up and start praising the name of the Lord and saying, I love you, Jesus. I believe you for the Holy Ghost right now that God is about to baptize some people with the experience of Acts chapter 2. Brother Hodge, would you lay hands on pity? Brother Eric, come help me. Hallelujah. God, fill her with the Holy Ghost right now. In the name. Send the Holy Ghost down, Lord. 